Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. my angel friends. This is CJ Martis, and you're listening to the Angel Connection Show on Friday, June 14th. I hope everybody had a wonderful and amazing week. I think it's just been speeding up is what it feels like lately, guys, as far as just the momentum of energy. So, And tonight's angel message kind of speaks to what we need to do to keep balanced with all of this uh, marvelous flow that sometimes can make us feel like you know, we need to catch our breath. So uh, for all of you out there, thank you for joining us on this Friday evening and, and uh, getting a little bit of the angel presence in your life. Tonight I welcome Tom Moore to discuss his book. And actually there's more than one of them. But this first book, The Gentle Way, Self-Help for Those Who Believe in Angels. When I saw that, I was like, me, 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 I believe in angels. So I wanted to bring Tom on because he's got this book really has this powerful tool, and I've had a chance to talk to him about it. So I'm, I'm grateful for him to be on the show tonight, and I know you guys will enjoy what he has to say. So I really look forward to it. Um, as most of you know, uh, the paperback version of Angel Incarnate One Birth is now available. Um, I have just been floored, floored by the comments and the, and the many emails that I receive from readers. So thanks to everybody. You know, share if you've read it and love it. Share it for me. There's a $2 off coupon for show listeners, too, uh, that you can find on Facebook on the page uh, for the book or the page for this show. And the official site is www.angelincarnate.com. I've got a real quick prayer request from somebody, a uh, family member. Uh, her name is Jennifer. She is undergoing a knee replacement, so we want to send her uh beautiful thoughts and intentions for a speedy recovery and a successful surgery. So the first uh, first little, oh, before I get into the inspiring story, I just wanted to say hello to my very, very good friend Lisa in, in New Mexico. You guys know I like to say how much I love you on the air. So, And I understand I have a new listener, Beverly, so welcome, Beverly, to the Angel Connection. Well, I have a short, inspiring story here out of San Augustine, Florida. Uh, Gentleman, you know, this guy's the kind of guy, Orlando Pelez. He is known for his work ethic, but now he gets to be known uh, as a hero, too, because he uh, was uh, just working, and he heard somebody shouting. Somebody had found uh, this gentleman on the ground, and he was convulsing. Uh, the lady that found him began screaming, and, and so Orlando comes to the rescue. Um, and he actually uh, ran over, gave him CPR three times, and then three times more. So, so the whole time that the, that the you know, ambulances are on their way, um, he's administering CPR. And, so, um, and, and onlookers thought that the guy was just going to pass away. Um, and but uh, Orlando didn't give up, and then all of a sudden the man starts to breathe again. But what I really, really love, and you know why I put this in the segment in the show, is because to me that's like when God is asking us to be an angel, right? We're in the right place at the right time. 
And Pelosi said he'd never done CPR before, but somehow he knew how to do it. So at the end of the article, guys, he said, quote, God put me in this place to save his life. So it's always inspiring to hear those good stories because sometimes we don't get to hear those good stories as much as the news talks about everything that's kind of wrong with the world. And, you know, sometimes it all depends on what you focus on. So wonderful kudos to that wonderful Good Samaritan um, who saved that gentleman's life. Well, I know there's been a little bit of a break for the angel messages. So here's the angel message for the week of June 14th, 2013. Dear ones, there have been many changes to the frequencies of the world so far this year. This has permitted many to finally fulfill their dreams, and for others, it has caused their life to change drastically at many levels. When so much change is initiated, even if it's a positive change, it can definitely be a challenge for you to stay in your center. This week will offer you intense divine energies that will support a deeper release of the ways in which you limit yourself. Through the course of your daily activities, you will become more and more aware of how you may see yourself in a negative way. It's time to accept your past judgments of yourself. See these negative thoughts as simply a part of you trying to cope with the challenges of your life. There's nothing to feel guilty for if if you've been especially hard on yourself in the past. So it's a time for a deeper level of self-forgiveness this week to be in your thoughts. Without self-forgiveness, you are most living in the past and not the present. Without self-acceptance, you are blocking a substantial part of who you are. Without real self-love, you are only spinning your wheels without any way to move forward. You are an amazing child of light, born from the essence of God. Your true nature is love, and your full potential is beyond anything you may have witnessed so far in your entire life. The inner push or pressure you may be feeling at this point at the spiritual level is meant to help you move into a space of greater wholeness very soon. Do not fight the release of emotions this week. Simply allow them to flow and then pass. Without conscious allowing, the old energy will just stay there and continue to distort your belief in yourself. Whether you feel the divine presence around you or not, be assured that it is surrounding you with a powerful force of light in order to illuminate whatever may be hidden that no longer serves you. This presence will assist you to see your true nature and not the current reflection of who you may have been in the past. Make a choice this week to surrender to this deep love and consciously open to receive it. The freedom of such a full healing release is yours to embrace at this time. The freedom of your transformation is close at hand and it's normal to feel fear or uncertainty, but that is only because you're entering new and uncharted experiences for yourself. Because of this deep level of transformation occurring all over the world, balance between aspects of work and play are very important. You must feed all the areas of your life and what supports you and your inner processes right now. Don't forget about time to relax and play. If you do not allow yourself downtime, these intense frequencies will be too much to integrate for many of you. If you do not get enough rest, the shift will take a toll on your physical body. If you do become ill, however, don't chastise yourself for pushing too hard. Simply learn where your limit is at this time and move forward. You may have to understand right now that the level of your physical activity may be temporarily much less than you're used to. Rather than expect your body to catch up to you, you must slow down and allow time for healing and integration. We are wishing you a week of spiritual illumination and balance. 
Know that the angels are here to support your uneasiness with this change and transformation. Call upon us, as always, whenever you need us, because we are only a thought away. Until next time, dear ones, we are the seraphim. Well, when I brought in that message this week, guys, and and I'm experiencing this, and so there's so much shift, and so it's a beautiful reminder that we need to take care of ourselves, don't we? And we need to give a space for healing. And so hopefully that will help you navigate this week as we feel all feel like we're on the fast train in 2013. Well, I want to introduce my guest now because we have lots to talk about. Tom Timor is an author, speaker, and is in the entertainment business, where for the last 25 years he has been president and CEO of his own international motion picture and TV program distribution business based in Dallas, Texas. In his book, The Gentle Way, he brings a keen knowledge of how requesting benevolent outcomes can be used in both business affairs and in one's personal life and relates many personal stories regarding these requests. He says that in requesting benevolent outcomes for over the past 14 years has resulting in leading a gentler, less stressful, and less fearful life. I like that. So without further ado, welcome to the Angel Connection, Tom. Thank you, CJ. Nice to be here. Well, you know, when we got a chance to talk about this, you know, um, and I, I can't wait to get into the book itself, but I always enjoy for my listeners to get to know a little bit about you, you know, and so let's talk a little bit about um, your own life and spiritual journey, you know, before uh, before the book, you know, kind of just share some of that uh, background, if you will. Okay. Depending on how far you want to go back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start at when when I started to experiment with, um, with requesting benevolent outcomes, I had read an article in the Sedona Journal of Emergence um, by a gentleman by the name of Robert Shapiro, who is a trans channel, and he channels like you do, um, from, what I, from what I just heard. And uh, uh, in the article, it said, you can request uh, benevolent outcomes in your life. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. Benevolent had been one of those words that I'd, Seen over and over and over again in um, uh, in these articles, and at that time period, which was 15 years ago, it uh, it was a word that was not used very much, so it was quite noticeable. Nowadays, you see everybody using it. You know, police chiefs talking about a benevolent something or other, you know, happening. It, it, it's really amazing. My ears perk up every time uh, every time I hear it. And so I started um, uh, experimenting with it, and and so I feel like I was inspired to come up with a phrase that would work for everyone of every religious belief. So in my case, I believe that my requests are going to my guardian angel because I've been told that's where they go. But if someone wants to believe, it goes to uh, St. Michael or Jesus or Muhammad or Allah or uh, Buddha or whatever, uh, it doesn't matter because it works perfectly, and I'd never been able to say that about any modality i had ever tried before, including uh, the law of attraction, which honestly many years ago was not called the law of attraction. Somebody 
coined the phrase, I guess, and and it became the law of attraction. And but it works it works fantastically well and um, uh, and has to the present day. So let's now that you know the, I agree. I think benevolent is is a word that you know many people may may might not hear that very much. You know so. How would you define a, a benevolent outcome? And then I have a, a, a follow-up question for you. Sure. Um, a, a benevolent uh, benevolent is defined as um, as good works or uh, something done uh, in a in a gentle manner, and that's what our guardian angels are have volunteered to do. Now, our guardian angels don't particularly like the, their name; they would prefer servants of the creator okay but mm-hmm. we all know them as guardian angels and when i when i started out i had no real concept of what a guardian angel was um i sort of compared a guardian angel to like clarence and it's a wonderful life working on his wings but um but they're much 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 more uh, than that and uh, and they're here to take care of us, and will do so joyfully and help us with minute, mundane things, but we have to ask. Uh, and I know we're going to get into that, the whole whole thing about asking. So so here you are in your life, and I know that you have a, a business background. You've been mm-hmm. you're reading and seeking in the Sedona Journal, and you didn't have much of a concept for angels. So, But you thought you'd just give this a try. I mean, what, what kind of prompted you to... To just give it a try. Well, I've always thought outside the box. I mean, now we have to go back into farther back in in my history. <laughs> I know where... <laughs> I'm dragging you there a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, and uh, when I was a young guy, I um, I started a, a single ski cl- a snow ski club in Dallas. And of course, as you know, you have the Kansas City Ski Club. Well, my ski club was called Single Single Skiers of Dallas. And it eventually grew to be the largest ski club in the state of Texas, and um, and so I was. It, it was a, a business for me, and um, uh, one day I was reading uh, the Dallas Morning News, and uh, there was this article about this astrologer whose hobby was the Dallas Cowboys, and and so he said, well, the Dallas Cowboys are not going to the Super Bowl this year. And he, he gave uh, a number of reasons why, but they're going to go next year. At that time, the Dallas Cowboys had never been to a Super Bowl. So I, I said, gosh, I've never read anything like this. Tore out the article, put it in my desk drawer. At the end of the football season, I dragged it out, and lo and behold, uh, the guy had gotten about 80% of the reasons correctly of why they didn't go to the Super Bowl. So I, I reserved 300 airline seats a year in advance to Miami. And was the very first tour operator um, in Dallas to ever run a trip to the Super Bowl. So um, after that, I said, "Well, I don't know how this works, but I better start studying it." And so I started having all my single ski club meetings, uh, which I had to change to uh, snowman skiers of Dallas because everyone kept getting married on me. But um, and I was losing my clients, <laughs> and so and so I started having all these parties, you know, with with Venus trying Mars or or the Moon or sextile this and and so on and and um, and and of course I was able to start a travel agency eventually a 
tour company, and eventually it became an international wholesale tour company um, where we were selling our tours through 3,000 travel agents in the United States. So, um, uh, lo and behold, in 1979, I uh, started recording my dreams every morning. And two weeks after I started to do that, I had a vivid dream of of a explosion with a woman and some men involved. And my wife and I were supposed to uh, uh, be attending the World Congress of Travel Agents that was going to be held in Manila. And it was so vivid that we we uh, stopped the uh, or uh, deleted the days at Manila and added on days to Hong Kong and Taiwan. And sure enough, in the uh, on the first day of the Congress, a terrorist exploded a bomb at the front of the hall where I like to sit, and uh, they arrested uh, a woman who worked in the uh, Philippines Trade Office in Los Angeles and four men uh, as the terrorists. And from that point forward, I said, I'm going to record my dreams uh, every day the rest of my life. Now, that's, as you well know, dreams give you a lot of information. Uh, they are, they can be precognitive not only for you to let you know of, of a danger or something that's going to be unpleasant that you're going to have to handle, a challenge, and it can be something really great where it's letting you know, oh, you're about to have something really nice happen to you. And um, uh, But it also, I found, it's one of these things where it gets you to practice on bringing these things up from the alpha state um, into your into your conscious mind when you're writing these dreams down every morning. So that that was a couple of things that were were happening to me through those years. And naturally, I was working a, tried out numerology and and I was trying out all these modalities because I was looking for ways that it would help me in my business because I, mm-hmm. I, you know I, I had a degree in finance and. And, and, you know, over 25 years ago, uh, we sold the international tour business, and I started an uh, international film and TV distribution business um, uh, not knowing anything about it. I just started it and, and learned, uh, learned it by my bootstraps, so to speak. And so I was always trying to find something that would kind of get me ahead of the game. Well, and everybody needs a little help in business, <laughs> so <laughs> definitely. So, so you know, you so you became aware then. Right. You were exposed. You, yeah, you start. You had all these, uh, you know, experiences. You're like, well, this kind of works. Let's keep doing this. And so. Yes. And, and so, so, you, so the the phrase that I came up with was, "I request a most benevolent outcome for." Uh, as an example, a mundane request would be for a parking spot in front of such and such restaurant. Thank you. Okay, you always thank your guardian angel. And and you say this out loud, and and a lot of times if you can say these with emotion. Now, see, I didn't know this when I started out. I'd just say, I request most benevolent, blah, 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 like that. You know, uh, but on important things, the more emotion you can give it, the uh, the more impact it has because one of the things that I did not understand, there were several things I didn't understand when I, I started doing this. All I knew was that it worked fantastically well. But I didn't understand, number one, is that when you start requesting these benevolent outcomes, 
It's the first thing that you can do to really start raising your vibrational level every single day, okay, uh, uh, according to my guardian angel, Theo. So you're, you're starting to raise your vibrational level every single day, or as some people call it, ascension. People are always asking me, well, what can I do to ascend? Well, request benevolent outcomes, and that starts, that starts the process. Theo says this is the first thing that you can do for co-creating with spirit. He said you can read all the the um, uh, the articles and and books and everything, uh, but until you start implementing it, you'll stay on one level. But when you start requesting benevolent outcomes, you go to another level. So that's one of the big things that it does. Another thing it does is that it keeps you on your soul contract. And people, a lot of people have a misunderstanding of soul contracts. They think, oh, you're told to do this, and you want, you want to be free. You want to do what you want to do. <laughs> and that's not mm-hmm. the way. A, a soul contract is what you decide before birth that is going to be the very best life that you can possibly have with the most challenges, uh, the the most learning and everything for your soul, and the most successes. And because we're veiled in these lives, um, uh, we uh, we have the option of choosing another path, or as Theo says, going off the reservation. (laughs) <laughs> I've tried to go off the reservation many times, but my angels have thankfully put me back on the path. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and but requesting benevolent outcomes will keep you there because if you request something that that is not on your soul contract or um, that perhaps, oh, let's just say you request a, a, a benevolent outcome for a specific job and you don't get it and you say, well, gosh, it doesn't look like these MBO requests really work very well, but six months down the way, you get that, you get a, a much better job than you would have had you had you gotten uh, the first job. So there are things that it, it keeps you on the path, and it keeps you on your soul uh, contract so that you are able to lead the highest and best life that you possibly can uh, in this go round. Well, and I, I I love what you're saying because, you know, the the seraphim that I work with that, that send the message for the show, which I'm always eternally grateful for. You know, there's they're always saying, you know, it's only a, we're only a thought away. You just yeah. have to ask. And it was the same way with my own uh, story. I won't get into just this huge awakening that I had. I had to ask before I even saw that these angels were with me. So and and I like that co-creation because I I totally 100% know the truth of everything that you're saying because the the moment that we are engaging our angels when we're asking and and like you said with with the charge of feeling it's even stronger we really open up ourselves to pure source. And so, of course, it would it's going to raise our frequency if you're doing that on a consistent basis. Absolutely. And and now there's there's some rules for requesting benevolent outcomes. Obviously, the number one rule is you must request the assistance, as we've, as we've just discussed. Number two, it has to be benevolent not only for you, 
but for everyone connected with the request. And I give the example, as an example, a, a soldier in, in Afghanistan can't say, well, I request a most benevolent outcome for killing my enemy before he kills me. You can't do that because that would cancel it out. Uh, what, what you can say is I request a most benevolent outcome to return from this patrol safely, or I request a most benevolent outcome uh, f- uh, for my truck to get from Kabul to the south post. And, and things will happen so that your, quote, enemy is off having lunch or dinner or uh, is called away for some reason, and you come back very safe from, your, uh, from the patrol. So that's, uh, you know, that's uh, a very important. Uh, even if you uh, say a, a request of benevolent outcome in error, it, it's still, you know, it just won't work. So number three, it must be uh, a request for you specifically. Benevolent prayers are what you say for other people. And number four, it must be said out loud or in writing if you are not able to speak. And number five, there is no limit on the number of times you can request benevolent outcomes. I have requested over 15,000 times. I don't know how many (laughs) a ton. (laughs) And number six, trust in the process. Start with these little small mundane requests like, uh, like the parking spots or like the drive to, to and from work or uh, like a, a bus on a subway or, uh, or, bu- uh, or a train or something. So uh, start with these little things where you get immediate feedback and you know it's working so that when you get to the bigger ones where you ask for uh, an MBO for the perfect job or the perfect mate uh, or the perfect home, uh, you, you know that it will happen and not get all concerned because, uh, you know, a week later nothing's nothing's happened. Right, and then we get down on ourselves that maybe we did something wrong. Yeah. But what what's really, you know, I've been, everybody has this in their life, you know, there's something they really want in their life that, like you said, that job or or that relationship. And, you know, Angels know better whether that's the person, like you said, the path, right, that we're, that we're meant to be maybe with that person or, you know, they know those things. And so sure. trusting and, and I'll the give process. You an yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, a few years ago, I uh, and a, a friend of mine that's a, uh, a producer, uh, director that lives in Paris, he's actually originally from Dallas and lived a a block uh, from where I used to live, but we were at different times. And he wound up um, sailing a, a two-man boat up the Seine River all from all around the world and met a French lady and married her and became a, a, a dual citizenship, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. He had a friend that was, uh, that was a literary agent, and so we optioned the rights to some spy novels that were written by an English writer by the name of Cheney in World War II. And there were a, ser- a series of these novels, and we optioned the rights to all of them. And for two years, I went running around to Cannes, Budapest, St. Petersburg, Russia, uh, L.A., uh, Miami, uh, New Orleans, you name it. Anywhere there was a market, I was I, I was there trying uh, to raise 
money for these films. And every time that I would get close, uh, especially like in one time in Paris, we had we had uh, investors from France, Germany, and and uh, Ireland in the in his office. And um, uh, each time we would get close, something very weird would happen, and it would fall apart. And I've been requesting benevolent outcomes each time. You know, I would have these meetings and all, and and nothing happened. So finally, one day, uh, in, in this active meditation that I do, I said, "Okay, Theo, why was it? You know, I've been requesting benevolent outcomes. Why was it that it didn't happen?" And he said, "Tom, he said, had you gone down that path, you would never have reached the people that you're going to reach with your your books and speaking and." And other things <laughs> that we'll we'll not get into tonight, but but there are um, there are these things that that you're going to do that's going to affect a lot more people than you would ever do had you uh, become a, a producer of those movies, which would have been a successful path for you, but yet not the that's a great not, example, not the right path. Right. So, so that's where it, it keeps you on on the right path, and because we're veiled, we don't know what the path is, and the only way we can do it is is to request these benevolent outcomes uh, for these important things. And if it happens, you know it's it's something that's supposed to happen for you. So you've been requesting these benevolent outcomes for quite a while, then. Yes. Oh, every day, probably. <laughs> every every day. day, several times a day. Uh, I don't get in a car without requesting a benevolent outcome. Uh, and, and like if I go, I, I'll request a, a benevolent outcome to go to the bank. And then I'll request a most benevolent outcome for my drive from the bank to the post office. Uh, and and from the post office, I'll request an MBO for my drive uh, to the grocery store. Whatever, Wherever I'm going, I've, I request a benevolent outcomes. Two times I've uh, I have been what I call saved from being in serious wrecks. One was uh, driving a rental car from from the Nice airport to Cannes, France, on their tollway interstate, and um, and a little uh, French car zoomed past me, going ninety to nothing, and spun out right in front of me. Um, uh, like ten seconds down the way, and uh, hit the guardrail and bounced back on the road, and I had enough time to slow down and creep around him on uh, on the third uh, lane um, and uh, and get past him. And if I'd been five seconds earlier, I would have hit it. The other one uh, happened in in uh, the Dallas area not too long ago, uh, within the last few months, I was coming back on the North Dallas Tollway to Plano, and I got off at the Legacy exit, if anyone listening tonight knows Dallas, and I I turned right behind a big black pickup truck, and uh, I got into the middle lane because he was in, in the lane nearest the median, um, and as we came up to the first light, um, there was a car that was uh, headed in the same direction we were, but in the turn lane, 
and then there was another person in the other turn lane that wanted to turn uh, across us. That person did not see the pickup truck and turned right in front of him. He had her going about 40 miles an hour, lifted this SUV off the ground and turned it 180 degrees, and I came to a stop within six feet of hitting hitting the side of this lady's car. Wow. So, so I, like I say, I, I've always requested. And the nice thing about uh, any time that I pass by a policeman, they're either giving a ticket to somebody else or something's happened that I'm not, I'm not over the speed limit at all, which <laughs> um, I, that's kind of funny because um, I would attribute my angels to not getting <laughs> a ticket because sometimes I'm just driving and and yeah. then all of a sudden I I just feel it I just go slow down and then I come up over the hill and there's somebody else getting a ticket. Um, the angels are very practical working with your angels. Very that? practical. They'll which, say, which most they'll, people. That's yeah. what I love about your book, you know, and having you on the show is that most people don't realize that you really can work with your angels like this. So, so you you discovered how how well this works. So let's let's talk about you know uh, the book now, and you obviously decided you wanted to share this with with everybody. Yeah, I first started writing. I, I first wrote an article for the Sedona. Journal of Emergence, and eventually I actually became a monthly columnist um, because I am sent these fantastic stories of people uh, uh, with their MBO successes from all over the world. I mean, literally all over the world, and and they send in these stories to me each week, and I have I put them in a weekly blog, and then once a month I send all these stories to the Sedona Journal, and depending on how much space they have, uh, they'll they'll devote three to five pages uh, to these to these stories. So wow. um, uh, so that's that's the monthly column, and and so the first article was so well received they even put it on their website and and all this this stuff, and um, uh, so it, uh, it it grew from there. Wow. Now you and- want. <laughs> you want to get I, into I just, how how I was uh, how I wrote the book. <laughs> well, is that an, if you want to share that? Definitely, you know, because so so the first book though is is just the 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 rules we we've been kind of chatting about, you know, mm-hmm. how to do this um, and how to use them. Does the first book include some of the stories too? Oh yeah, lots of stories of my. Travels to these international film markets and and things. Yes, um, the first book came about um, because uh, my wife and I uh, in 2005 went to a, uh, a a psychic seminar in improving your psychic abilities put on by uh, Richard Sutphin in Sedona, Arizona, and. Um, I had been to a couple of the seminars before. I didn't think I'd get much out of it, but my wife wanted to uh, to go, and so I was there to support her and just kind of hang out, I thought. Well, uh, uh, Richard was putting us under like four or five times a day, and if you've ever been put into an altered state several times in one day, it's like you feel like you've had a whole bottle of wine 
by the end of the day, you're really, <laughs> yes. you're, you're yeah. really, really high. And um, and so on the second day, he was going to um, uh, he was going to have us do automatic writing. Well, I had uh, uh, Robert Shapiro and I had become friends, and Robert Shapiro had uh, channeled a, uh, a a Indian American Indian shaman living in the 1600s in the United States. His name in English was Reveals the Mysteries. And Reveals the Mysteries, uh, I asked Reveals the Mysteries when he, uh, when he was channeled for me, if I was supposed, if my sole contract was to support uh, Robert's work. And he said no. And so two years go by until the seminar, and I'm kind of wondering why in the world, because it seemed like I should... I, that's what I was doing. And so finally, I, I decided I wasn't going to try the automatic writing. I was going to try and connect with Reveals the Mysteries. And so when he put us under into this altered state, I said, Reveals the Mysteries, are you there? And he said, yes, I am, Tom. And I said, wow, this is neat. You know? Wow. So, I said, <laughs> so I, said, I said, okay, why Reveals the Mysteries, why is it that I'm the guy that's pushing these benevolent outcomes all the time. And he said, Tom, he said, you're an Indian shaman living at the same time I am. Your, your name is Stillwater, and you had decided to incarnate into the 20th and 21st centuries to reintroduce people to the gentle way. I got the name of the book the first time I ever talked to him. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> so, and he said, you're going to write books. And I said, books? I said, I said, I'm a business guy, you know. Uh, I thought I'd be uh, distributing movies, you know, till I retired. And he said, no, books. So I got busy, and I wrote my first book uh, in 90 days. No, that's quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it finally took – I kept trying to steal two hours here and, you know, two hours there to work on the book. And finally, my wife and daughter came in uh, – who both work for me in the business, and and they said, uh, why why don't we do it this way? You work on the business Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and on the book Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I said, hmm, that'll work, and that's that's how I got it done. Well, and you know, I've been a business owner, so I know how hard it is to balance and and doing all these different things, you know. Um, and for me, you know, with my with my novel finally releasing it, as I had to I had to find a day and say, hey, you know what, this is my writing day, <laughs> and you just kind of have to set aside that that time. Right. So, since you've released the book, and even before, you know, you've uh, obviously heard some some tremendous stories. Is there another story you'd like to share tonight? Oh gosh, we've got. Tons of stories. Um, <laughs> uh, we can use. What about uh, um, what about health? What about a story about okay. a benevolent outcome for somebody's health? I bet you got one of those. Okay, uh, I'll I'll talk about one of mine. Okay. Um, in uh, 2006, I was supposed to be uh, in, in two weeks. I was supposed to be going down to Houston uh, to give a talk at a church, metaphysical kind of church down there, and but I had this croupy cough. And so, um, and so I went to my respiratory doctor and said, "Hey, doc, would you please prescribe one of these inhalers for me? Because uh, I've, I've got this, you know, speaking engagement coming up." And he checked me out. and He said, "Tom," he said, "I'm not going to prescribe that for you." He said, uh, 
he said, you've, you've got congestive heart failure, and you're going to go downstairs and check yourself into the hospital. And so I said, hmm. Surprise, well, huh? <laughs> I said, oh, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad I wore my clean undies today, Doc. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, the the uh, you know naturally I'm requesting vanilla outcomes immediately for this. Uh, my heart's beating like 130 or better uh, uh, beats a minute. And the the first thing they tried to do was to put me under and shock my heart and um, uh, and and see if that could get me back to normal. And uh, so when they woke me up, they said, it didn't work. And I said, well, that's okay. I've requested a benevolent outcome, and something's going to work. <laughs> and so and so, uh, uh, naturally, now this was right by the weekend, so naturally no doctor works on the weekend. So, uh, so it was like Tuesday before they could do the second one. They brought in an electrocardiologist, and he uh, used catheters, and he sent them up into my heart, and he cauterized the little misfiring cells. And I, I had been requesting a benevolent outcome for that procedure and had joked with the nurses. I was completely calm, no fear whatsoever. I just knew it was, it was going to come out okay. And so it did. Now, the only problem was they had me on warfarin and toperol and all these very strong uh, medicines for your heart. And they slowly weaned me down. But um, I, one day I went into to see the uh, electrocardiologist, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> cardiologist. There we go. There you go. <laughs> it's easy enough for you to say. And uh, and I said, hey, Doc, I, I said, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I had these memory lapses. And it was very embarrassing. I'd be in the mi- middle of a business meeting and I'd forget where I was. And he said, oh, that's a a side effect of one of the drugs. He said, I can put you in the hospital for two nights uh, and put you on this new, this other drug that's very powerful, and the FDA says we have to keep you in the hospital for two days to watch you, or I can uh, do another procedure. It's 80% successful, but if it is successful, you'll be, you'll be able to go off all your, uh, your medical uh, drugs. And I said, door number two. And um, so... They did have the the third procedure, and it worked uh, perfectly, and I was able to get off all my drugs. Wow. Wow. I think that's I that's a wonderful story, and I and I just I I get all mushy when I talk about the angels because I'm so so grateful and. Yes. Look at all of the, you know, for the listeners, how much you know. I'm always talking, you know, ask your angels, talk to your angels, but. Uh, I, I really like your book, Tom, and I like the way that it presents a way that we can help them help us. You know, we can ask for these uh, benevolent outcomes. And, 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 so, and, they'll, and, and they'll protect you in, in dangerous times. I had a lady that, that was uh, up in, in your neck of the woods, up in Kansas, on a farm, and a tornado was bearing down on her house. And she grabbed the kids and ran for the basement and she requested a benevolent outcome, and the tornado lifted r- right up and went over her house. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, it's I, very, very powerful, the, these requests, very powerful. And when you want to request a benevolent outcome for someone else, you say it a little differently. You say, I ask any and all beings. 
in my first book, I, I called them living prayers. I didn't call them benevolent prayers, and I had mm-hmm. you know, ten different ways to say it. But I was inspired in my second book um, to change that to benevolent prayers, and I was inspired to come up with this one phrase that seemed to fit 90 or 95% of everything, where you say, I ask any and all beings to assist my brother-in-law, George, uh, who's got an alcohol problem, uh, to find the best treatments for him. Thank you. Or, or whatever, or I request, uh, I ask any and all beings to uh, keep the people safe that are trapped in the ruins of this tornado in such and such a place until they're found. Thank you. So, uh, you know, you may feel like you're helpless to help somebody, whether it be a, a human or an animal or something like that, but you can say these benevolent prayers. And I've been told that the more people that say the same prayer, the greater energy that you create. So as an example, if if someone out there attends a church and is asked to say a prayer, if you say one of these be, uh, benevolent prayers, uh, perhaps for the six people in the in the church, but get everyone to say it with you, the the power of that prayer is tremendous. It uh, the the sum the result uh, what do you call it the sum is greater than the parts. Right, it's an exponential effect yeah. when we all come together to do that. So that's an excellent point because you know I I've read so many different accounts of just of just you know group prayer. Even we know this. We know that when we all come together and we set our intentions, you know, together, that it like you said, it's it, the sum is is greater than all of its parts. It, it becomes almost a well, it is a quantum effect, I guess, is a way yeah. to say it as well. I, I wasn't saying it very well, but I'm not sure everybody <laughs> understood. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful, and I, and and that type of prayer is a prayer that I do all of the time mm-hmm. for others. Yes, but I but have be sure to say that, it out loud and and ask always. ask your listeners to say that same prayer out loud. And, and you'll find it's it'll become very proud, powerful for you. Because when we think things in our head, that's it's different. It's a very different right. energy than when we, you know, speaking or writing. If you can't speak, is is an active. Exactly, process. it is a physical. And when you're asking for a physical action, you need to uh, to ask it physically. Okay, mentally doesn't do it, and that's that's one of the reasons why. The, the law of attraction really doesn't work very well is because you're visualizing having this beautiful car or a plane or or, or you know a million dollars or whatever it is and you're and and it's you know it, it's just visualization it's not physically requesting and to be honest you know I think there's a lot of stuff out there obviously about the law of attraction this and that um, but my my angels always said those are great <laughs> kinds of things to share with people however it's incomplete some of those yeah. things because there's there's a piece missing for most people unless you're at a certain level is what my angels have said and so just you know i'm a very visual person too i could probably visualize all day long and i do cuz i have visions <laughs> all day long but you know i just it's a, it's a good point about things like that out there when we could just really simplify the process by using these benevolent outcomes and uh, you know before uh, we we end this evening tom 
I know. So we've been talking about the gentle way, and it, it, there's a second one out, and, and now a third's being planned. Am I correct? Right. The, the second book uh, is mostly these stories that were sent to me from all over the planet, okay, uh, with some extra chapters on a couple of things like uh, the passing of joy, uh, uh, where I, I talk about communicating with a lady that I was there when she passed away in an ICU uh, unit um, uh, at, at a hospital. And um, uh, But most of these stories are, are these great stories of people. And I was able to, there were so many stories about specific subjects, travel, work, job, uh, home, you name it, that I was able to put them in, in specific chapters, arrange them in chapters so that uh, and they're they're just it's just a great book to read uh, like at night to read one or two of these stories. They're very inspiring and and it makes you feel good when you read them. Um, so now the third book is is going to be similar to the second book where they're going to compile these stories in, into chapters again. And uh, these are all the stories that have come in since my second book was published in 2010. What a wonderful, you know, I I was just thinking about you receiving all of these all of these stories. You know, and 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 I can just see, you know, just the joy at 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 receiving those stories and now putting them out for to in, inspire others, you know. Um and what a what a wonderful path that you're on, Tom, and I'm I'm so happy that the path you came to walk was the gentle way. I really am. And if people want to, if people want to get get the books and learn more about what you're up to, how can they how can they reach out? Sure, my website is the easiest way to go, and it's www.thegentlewaybook. You got to put book in there. Thegentlewaybook.com. I have a couple of sample chapters of my three books uh, now. Um, I, I have another book that is just coming out June 26th. Um, and, uh, but I have a couple of sample chapters of General Way 1 and General Way 2 in there. And then I have, you can click on blog on the menu and read over 160 blogs with nothing but these great stories in them. Um, and uh, uh, then much, much more is in there. I, I put out a weekly newsletter that people can sign up for. They get into really heavier subjects. People ask me, send me questions to ask in my meditations um, of, of my guardian angel Theo and Gaia, the soul of the earth and, and all. And uh, all of my newsletters from two, uh, all the way from 2007 up to the present day are archived on the website. So again, it's www.thegentlewaybook.com. Wonderful, Tom. Well, thank you so much for being with me this evening. I understand I have a couple callers to take at the end of the show. But yes. I highly recommend everybody get this book. Give it as a gift. What an inspirational gift to give to somebody. Absolutely. Uh, many people tell me they, they give 5 and 10 and 15 books to their friends. Well, I already know about five people at least off the top of my head that I want to send them to. So bless you so much, Tom, for bringing this information so that people can connect to their angels and, and can receive benevolent outcomes. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and, 
and benevolent outcomes for everyone listening. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Wow, guys. You know, I, I do a little bit of already what was probably, you know, in in this book, but it's a, it's a wonderful reminder that we can request these outcomes. We can work pretty efficiently and surrender, you know, what's in our highest good to 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 our angels that are around us all of the time. Seraphim say this is definitely a, a good book to get and give to people. So how exciting. Tom was lovely. Well, I understand that I've got a couple callers, and I know that I have just enjoyed thoroughly so many of my of my guests sometimes that I that I don't get to callers. So I appreciate uh, the callers waiting on me in this case, and I do feel that I am meant to speak with them. So welcome to the Angel Connection, Melvin. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Well, it's my pleasure, Melvin. What can I do for you this evening? Uh, I just have a question about a, a young lady that uh, I went to school with, and uh, we I just connected back with her today, and come to find out that she uh, had a little boy. Uh, she has a, a son now, and uh, I just want to know is this son is mine? Okay, Melvin. And if you have the show on, can you turn it down a little bit because I'm getting some feedback? Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, let me ask your angels uh, about this. So you've reconnected with this woman. Can I have her first name? Her name is uh, Delisha. Delisha. What your angels are saying is is what you felt, you know, and this just happened today, right? Yes, ma'am. And I asked you about a dream about I'm sorry. Yeah, well, no, that's fine. Um, but you have to really trust your feelings here because there's a strong connection uh, between you and this woman and also and also your child. I really see this not only in this lifetime but even possibly in others. There's such a strong connection there. Um, so this is this is definitely uh, a yes to your a yes to your question. And um, you know, like we've been talking about tonight. What I would definitely do is request a benevolent outcome, you know, regarding the situation with her and and your child. Well, she she, I mean, she was kind of like, you know, uh, no, it's not yours, and she done got married and all of that, and had two more kids, so she has three boys. But mm-hmm. uh, we were dating, and uh, and. She told me when we was in college that, you know, she was pregnant, but I thought she was just kidding, and that was it. I didn't never hear from her until today. So this little kid, he's four years old, and he'll, well, he'll be four years old uh, December, uh, September the 9th, a day before my birthday is September the 10th. So, wow. Yeah, this little kid is my son. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, why she won't tell me? She, does she know that this is my son? I be, in, in her case, I really feel that she is unsure. And, yeah. and moving her life in another direction, it does make it easier, right, if, right. if that's not, not the case. And so it may be difficult for you in this particular situation. Um, 
to open that dialogue with her. Right. Um, but be patient. I really see a, a, a good outcome down the road. I think you were meant to to bump into them again for this reason. Yes. So that uh-huh. so that you would know Melvin, um, and you're a deep, caring, feeling man, and and I you have such a beautiful light around you. So I'm glad that you ran into you know I know it's a difficult situation, um, right. but I really believe the angels helped you to have this connection so that you could see what you didn't. Uh, know. Yes. And, and she put him on the phone because he's like. He'll be four years old in uh, September the ninth, and and I just said, "Hey, how you doing?" And I was, you know, mm-hmm. I got tear bumps when I spoke to him, and that was my first time. And I told her, you know, if that's my son, I really want to know because I'm not a deadbeat father. I, I want to be in his life, even though you know you didn't got married, and and maybe she haven't told her husband that you know that uh, that was. This is my son, but uh, she thinking she has told him that, you know, he thinking that that's his son. Right, and, and I know, uh, and that's what I mean by it being a really sticky situation. <laughs> but yeah. but I be, but I believe at this time absolutely uh, that your angels and and even though she may not know why she consciously why she put him on the phone, you know, she she suspects that of course, but those things are. Are, are difficult for her, obviously, to handle. But there's there's a reason for that connection, and so I believe God's trying to bring you back together with your son. Oh I do. my God! I've ne- never seen him ever. You will. I believe that you will, and I see. I can see that you will, Melvin. So, wow. Well, that's that's probably Man. the 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 only only reading I've I've ever had anybody ask me that, Melvin. So thanks for waiting um, to get to yeah, get that answer. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Take care. All right. Well, care. I know Thank that. You. Have a good night. Well, I know that I've got another uh, another caller here, Debbie, but I don't think we're going to have time, um, unfortunately, to get to the call. Just, I don't like to rush things. Melvin just blew me away, I have to say. <laughs> but, you know, uh, that that he'll be a special light, I know, in his son's life eventually. And sometimes we have to ask for those benevolent outcomes. So it was real applicable to having Tom on, on the air this evening. Um and I'll just ask Debbie, you know, reach out to me on email, cj at cjmartis.com. I always open that up if you've been waiting and I can't get to you. and uh, Or to give a call and I'll give you a priority next week. So, Well, thanks so much for spending some time with me this evening, guys, um, into that gentle way. And so I hope for all of you, uh, take care of yourselves this week, right, just like the angels have told us, and let us know that we need to relax and breathe. And and follow that gentle way. And I can't believe we're down to the wire again. That's all the time we have this evening to spend uh, with you and and the angels and and Tom's guardian angel Theo and Melvin and Lisa and Barbara and everybody else out there. I love you. I'll be welcoming Vincent Jenna next week to my show to have a chat about how to stop stopping yourself. So I think this is an important topic, right? Because we can get in our own way. Uh, The angels just kind of chuckle when we do that. So be sure to tune in next week for that show. Until next time, my friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. 
Take care and have a blessed week.